Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Welcome to the non... Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I've... It's balls. Welcome to the... Just start... It's gone. It's gone. Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. No Nonsense podcast. Nutrition Podcast. Yes. The No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. Let's just roll with that. Brett has absolutely destroyed it again for the 15th time. So we'll, we'll roll anyway. I thought it was 25. Well, yeah. It, it's been 15 minutes since we were supposed to start and no one knows where Paul C is. So we've gone on without him. He's off trying to catch some tuna for his burgers. Yeah, after yeah, after last week's comment, he doesn't deserve to be here any longer, and so we've removed him. <laughs> right, it's all so, but true. <laughs> it is true. Right, so today's topic is going to be: Is a calorie a calorie? So um, I thought what we'd do is we'll go through and we'll talk about essentially the definition of a calorie, because I think it's useful for people to know what a calorie uh, supposedly is. Um, and I'll pick on one. Uh, I think we'll pick on one of you guys to uh, give us the information magic. So, and then really kind of go through what it means. Um, I'm hoping someone will get into when they do define what a calorie is. A little bit about energy balance. So we'll talk about energy balance, how it's affected. Then we'll try and give the beautiful listeners something at least to take home and put into practice and action. Because what's the point of knowing what a calorie is if you can't use it? So... Any volunteers wants to go ahead? I'll, I'll, I'll start off with what actual calories. Go on then. Just on, a bloody measurement. Like a calorie is a measurement of energy within a food. In fact, it's a measurement of energy full stop. But, you know, people say a calorie isn't a calorie. A calorie is just a measurement. So a centimetre is a centimetre. A metre is a metre. A mile is a mile. You can't dispute that fact so when people say a calorie isn't a calorie immediately they're wrong um, and immediately you shouldn't trust them um so what, what do they actually mean when someone's saying a calorie is a calorie so we know that a calorie is a unit or a measurement or measurement of energy right so you know i think what's the actual definition um, yeah exactly so when people say that i think they're trying to say that calories don't matter or it's not calories in versus calories out that determine weight loss or fat loss it's something else. Um, so they dispute the calorie in, calorie out, or thermo... Uh, what's that word now? Thermogenesis. No, not even thermogenesis. The, uh, the balance. Uh, caloric balance. They, they dispute that, basically. Okay. Which makes So basically... They, they, sorry, Edgar. I was going to say, which instantly makes them Muppets. So. G- Guinness. <laughs> the, the, the proper Guinness. term. <laughs> Yeah, right. So, yeah, I think, I mean, certainly, uh, what's the term? Scientific law. So, if, uh, or it's basically been tried to be disproven so many times that calories aren't the, um, or are, aren't in existence, or they aren't the main determining factor for, uh, I suppose, body weight. Um, and it just, there's so much research out there which shows that, or, or show that we haven't been able to prove it wrong. So, effectively, it's scientific law. So when you get these guys um, dispute the fact that calories doesn't matter, you're going to get likes of Gary Taubes, Taubes um, saying insulin is the reason for weight gain, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. man, 
get with it that you know read read the data read the research it's been proved time and time again that calories actually matter and they exist so yeah. i think the, the the law of thermodynamics is what i was trying to get out a minute ago and um, mm. and it exists and it you know I, I get what people are trying to say when they say a calorie is not a calorie but that message is probably quite confusing for the general public um mm. you know I, your body your body may deal with calories from certain macronutrients or foods slightly differently but ultimately is that calories in calories out that is going to drive weight loss fat loss or weight gain um obviously if you are in an excess which absolutely which johnny can tell you all about well being in a big excess <laughs> for a fortnight <laughs> and gain it six pounds basically you gain more weight than Brett did on his two-week holiday, or week holiday in Spain. That yeah. Okay, even. Yeah, unbelievable. I think I had 4,000 yesterday, or 4,002, just because I could. And you're not doing you're not doing 20k steps today like Brett was, are you? No. The day I thought I, I was on a high step count, then Brett swiftly moved in and said, no, it was a real step count. No, you're shit. Sit down. <laughs> That's what we did. We did. Went and busted his ankle up, didn't he? Yeah. I just played football as well. That's why I did 20,000 playing football with one leg. That's a good effort, mate. So, Johnny, can you uh, help explain to listeners then? So, calorie bounds, obviously, we all know that it affects, or it, that's the main determining factor what affects your weight loss. So, can you give me some examples of why? So, for the, for the officer listening what affects the uh, calorie balance equation? <clears throat> Energy in, obviously. So the food you eat, which is obviously the big, well, it is the biggest thing you can control. So <clears throat> energy out is probably what fluctuates the most for people because you've got things like neat, which is, I'm, I'm a fidgeter, I move around, <laughs> that's neat. Uh, Walking around, exercise, there's loads of things that affect that. Because when we eat food, then you actually t it actually takes calories to digest the food. So that can be classed as energy out as well. So there needs to be, obviously, there needs to be a balance. If you're eating too much, then obviously you're going to gain weight. <clears throat> the spike bot, morons tell you. Um, and if you under eat or you exercise and you burn more than you take in, then you're going to lose weight. It's literally as simple as that. But it isn't sexy, so people do not want to believe it. And they want to believe the insulin fairy or gluten or, I don't know, you whatever. Mean, you mean to say putting coconut oil in my coffee this morning has not helped me lose weight? I would probably say adding two to 300 calories to a black coffee is probably not the greatest. Damn it. Thing in the world. God damn it. <laughs> Despite what some uh, very well known individual would say. Um, a, a biohacker, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the biggest kind of confusion comes from like clean calories and dirty calories, as people call them. Um, and I mean, that's kind of, first of all, a little bit wrong calling food clean and not clean. Um, you know, you have different micronutrient contents of food, you have different macronutrient contents of food. And when people are talking about um, 
<laughs> Matt's just got his cat up on the on the camera. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to say it this week. He's got his pussy on his lap. He's <laughs> <laughs> got his pussy out on camera. It's the uh, no nonsense nutrition mascot. Unbelievable, Jeff. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so I mean, foods that like people call like say chocolate or something dirty food. It's like, well, no, it's just got a high calorie content for a, a small volume of food. Um, and I think that's why people kind of take things wrong and say, oh yeah, you should eat that because it's not clean or it's dirty or, or whatever t- term they want to give it. Um, and I, I just think that that confuses a lot of people. Um, it just has a different health properties, I suppose, within that food. And, you know, chocolate, it, it probably isn't going to add a lot of health benefits to your life, whereas eating, I don't know, like a bowl of vegetables may do. So I think that's kind of one of the big areas. Yeah, I, I think that leads on to a slight tangent, but a good one, where people, let's talk about the overweight population, for example. They confuse healthy foods, so eating healthily with health. So like, what I mean by that is that some of the, one of the biggest drivers of health is related to body weight. So if you carry an excess weight, and even regardless, even if it is muscle, there is a, there is a drain that largely body fat if you're carrying a lot of excess body fat that that changes almost or a lot of health markers negatively so even if you were and this is where the argument comes to people say you know would you be healthy in 2000 miles 2000 calories of mars bars or 2000 calories of chicken broccoli and rice but short term if someone was to lose weight the the health benefits of that would probably you know, outweigh that couple of or couple of months of eating, you know, the nutrient dense food. Now, obviously, no one would ever recommend that. But why can't you just have a balance where you have, you know, majority of your diet nutrient dense foods, and then you have that small treat, or you have an X amount of quote unquote junk food. I mean, look at Brett's Instagram, for example. Um, we only see one side of his dietary intake usually. He tries to balance it out every now and then, but yeah, I think. People miss the point around you will become a lot healthier just by losing a significant amount of body fat. Um, I, I think I actually think you're right there, mate. I think that the probably the biggest influence on somebody's health is going to be their weight in the majority. Obviously, you know, exceptions aside, illnesses and etc. But yeah, I think if you if you took an overweight person and said, right, you now need to 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 become healthy, you need to eat plenty of or like your diet has to consist solely of fruits, vegetables, lean meats, blah, 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 all the so-called healthy stuff. Um, I actually think you'd have a far better success of getting there, all of the things that we would measure to determine how healthy they are, blood markers, et cetera, by getting their weight down ahead of eating. Well, yeah, if you, if you think like, so the health risk of being overweight, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, cancer – uh, kidney problems and you know just that they are like a lot of the health markers people measure and and you will reduce your risk of all those things like it's not even like a, a like a small percentage or anything you will quite significantly reduce your risk of those of those problems if you reduce I don't know from being clinically obese to obese or obese to healthy range each time you step down into a and, you know, BMI gets a lot of bad press, but actually for the gen pop, it's pretty good. Each time you move down, you are reducing your risk inherently in all of those things. It's not like 
you know, someone saying, oh, you know, eat some avocados or I think someone posted in that group, asparagus is a superfood. It reduces all the risk of these. And really, you can't measure that. Whereas with significant fat loss, they've been shown time and time again in countless studies and real world that people who are leaner and aren't overweight don't suffer as much from those problems. Um, so, for, and actually, it's really good. There's a, there's a good book by Renaissance Periodization, I think it is. Is that what they're called? RP, anyway. So, which is, it's called What is Healthy Eating? And basically, it assigns percentages to the things that impact health. So, and again, they've got a triangle because, or a pyramid, because everyone loves a pyramid. And then it goes up with the biggest things that impact your health. And the biggest driver of health at the bottom is calories because calories influence body weight and body weight is the biggest determinant of health you can influence through nutrition. So, um, yes, healthy foods are important, incredibly important. We're not saying don't eat them, but when people talk about health, I think we just need to you know, focus on, especially when dealing with very obese people or overweight people, then you know, getting them to lose that weight should be the primary driver. If that involves eating primarily junk food initially, then that's fine because you can move someone from, you know, having, let's go extreme, four dominoes a day down to two dominoes a day. And if they're that big, they will lose weight and they're immediately going to be healthier. Um, despite not having... That sounds like a yeah. great diet, a really good diet. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the, I think that, like... You know, if you've you've deal dealing with people who've eaten primarily junk food, you can't just say to them, Yeah, from now on you're just gonna eat ch- chicken, broccoli, rice, go on, off you go. Like you've been smashing that pizzas and dominoes for the last twelve years. Um sorry, but that was a mini side rant around health and healthy on, foods. On that though, it it's small changes, isn't it? So if you're sitting here listening thinking, Yeah, well I know my diet is a lot of junk food or quote-unquote health uh, bad food um you know if you are eating a takeaway a night you are eating um loads of chocolate and crisps through the day you know you're getting a maybe a sandwich for lunch or something and breakfast just like loads of toast and cereal and stuff like that i mean little baby step changes don't think like you have to go and change everything in your world and start doing like 10 hours of cardio a day and you're eating like literally like you say like chicken broccoli and rice or salads for every meal because that is nowhere near attainable either i know this is kind of going a little bit off calories but it's just kind of highlighting matt's point really of just you know make little changes um like i say you know take take one thing out or just reduce one thing um and don't don't try and change your whole world overnight because you are not going to stick to it. And it's proven time and time again. It doesn't really matter what dieting method you use. Obviously, so long as you're in a calorie deficit and you're trying to lose weight, um, it's the diet you can stick to is the best diet for you. It's not 5-2. It's not low-carb or low-fat or whatever you want to do. It's so long as you're in a calorie deficit and so long as you can stick to it for a sustained period of time, that is going to be the best diet for you. Um, back to calories. Back to calories. I kind of think that there is about calories, right? It, yeah. It's all linked to that kind of thing. So it was a nice tangent anyway, when it off of healthy foods. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely another topic for another day to go into more detail, I think. Yeah. Definitely. So calories. So calorie, so just, just, let's, let's take it, bring it back to the, the good old calorie, uh, which I like to obviously consume as many as I can of, especially when I'm in an all-inclusive hotel. Um, tight wad, like to get the most of the things, don't we now? Um, so we it's unit unit measurement we know that so 
are there any differences in how calories are made up? And obviously, I'm just going to, for the listeners, just refer to macronutrients. So can someone, someone want to go into the explain or explain the differences between the different macronutrients and how they might be processed or affected by your body? Not too much science. Let's not go too geeky here, but maybe just a brief outline of how, although we know a unit of calorie is a calorie, like a centimetre is a centimetre, some might be processed differently in your body. Maybe if I just outline what each, each and all their calories, and then we'll let Johnny do the... Uh processing because he's mr study but um yeah like you've got you've got three main macronutrients right so you've got protein fats and carbs um four if you are you want to count that one no well you can for the listeners i'll let you talk about that one so the ones that people worry about anyway protein fats and carbs protein is uh per gram of protein is four calories per gram of carbohydrate carbohydrate is four calories Per gram of fat, it's nine calories. So immediately you can see already there, if you're measuring out in grams, there's a disparity between uh, protein, fats, and carbs. Obviously, loading up on all the fats is going to lead to an excess of calories. Less if you're Ben Coomber, though, because it's eight in fat. There we go. (laughs) Can we we, we call out, right? (laughs) I tell you what, Ed, when we repeat this back, you're going to have to just beep it out, mate. Yeah, um, um, I've had enough in my time. Anyway, uh, and then did you want to, either you or, you you or, sorry, you or Ed want to talk about the the fourth one? Don't mind going into it. I'm the least appropriate, bear in mind that I don't consume any of it, but okay. The way I was feeling yesterday, I don't really want to talk about it, but uh, so the fourth calorie, uh, the fourth calorie, the fourth macronutrient is uh, alcohol, and that's why if you were to ever track alcohol on any sort of tracking device that tracks calories, it it will take it off the calories, but it won't take it off your carbs, your fats, or your protein. And there's seven calories um, a gram of alcohol. So if you're having something, um, that's quite strong. Obviously, uh, there's more calories in that, but and then the volume might be smaller. So um, yeah, so something like a, a, a white spirit shot is probably uh, lower in calories. Whereas if you have something that's starting to get mixed with things as well, so summer everybody loves like fruity ciders, but these are that like the highest in calorie pretty much. Um, so just something to be aware of that alcohol does count, and if you drink a lot of alcohol, that could put you in a calorie surplus and make you fat. More likely, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, because so. we all we all we yeah. are no dangerous day down the pub on a Friday night. You can sink ten pints of alcohol, which you know calorie content is probably the daily intake for a lot of people in ten yeah. pints. Yeah, so. and then you got to bear in mind that the food intake associated with drunkenness is, is immediately through the roof because you head straight to the kebab shop and you ain't getting grilled chicken. You're getting donna. You're getting chips. You're going to get cheese on top of those chips. Side pizza. Uh, Side pizza, you're going in. Like, yeah, we've, well, I don't know. Have you always not drunk, Brett? Um, not always. I used to uh, go through the usual sort of kind of thing as a, as a, as a teenager growing up. Um, I'll be honest, it's weird. I know we're going off on a tangent bit, but alcohol just doesn't do it for me. I just don't, I don't, I have it. And as much as I like the taste of it, I like the taste of a, of a you know, like a cherry vanilla um, Coke just as much. Coke. Uh, zero vanilla, yeah, yeah, no cherry, yeah, no, cherry, I, I, cherry, cherry vanilla, mate. I just want to drop that in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I tend to agree. I drink on and off, not masses. Ed, I think you work in a wine shop, so you probably drink loads. I have to have a little tipple here and there. 
Yeah, I don't think Johnny drinks either. But I mean, oh. I, I think we should do an episode at some point about getting getting drunk, not fat. Um, how you can incorporate some of that into your uh, your diet, you know? Because most, I think, Ed, you probably the most shredded of all of us at one point, um, other than me in five weeks' time. But um, you you had alcohol during your cutting phases, right? I did, yeah. yeah. I mean, not towards the end, just because um, calories were so low, I couldn't really afford to spend calories on alcohol and not sort of die of starvation in my head. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just about moderation. It's about keeping an eye on it. Right, okay, I'm going to have... A gin and tonic, that's like 70, 80 calories. So that's 70, 80 calories that I've got to come out the rest of my day. Like so while I was tracking my food when I was doing my contest prep. And, you know, it didn't it didn't upset things. Um, I did make a joke uh, the other day that I was going to go on a gin diet for my next show and have a gin and tonic every single night just to prove that you can get shredded and still drink alcohol every single night. <laughs> um, but obviously that's all accounted for. And it's not a case of, um, I'm having that on top of what I'm eating because that may well pull me out of a calorie deficit and stop me losing weight. So, um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's not yeah. gonna, it's not going to affect things um, so long as the calories are um, accounted for. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, there's there's those. Is, is alcohol technically a macronutrient? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't like to even associate anything nutritious with alcohol. <laughs> No, I don't. The, the thing is, like, alcohol is obviously, isn't isn't it? Um, I am right. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right in thinking. Obviously, this metabolizes before any of the other macronutrients when you consume it. So, yeah. so obviously, the way your example or the example that we said about Dangerous Dave and his ten pints down the pub, um, he then goes and gets all that takeaway junk, junk takeaway food, um, and then obviously he's not even started on metabolizing that stuff until he's got through two thousand calories worth of alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that kind of puts into perspective, really, is how people, I suppose, can quite easily consume that sort of stuff and not realise the effects or the outcome it actually has on your body, body weight, health, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It was the knock-on yeah. from that as well the next day. Like you're hanging out your ass and you're in bed all day. You have a greasy breakfast and and then like you just eat crap all day. You sat there with like got the full. Say you got like stomach, bro. <laughs> Dominoes. Dominoes. Yeah. Exactly. So, so like, well, you, there's a local pizza shop actually, and I know this from my my bigger days that has a, a donut pizza, which is incredible. So a pizza wow. with donut meat on, just amazing. Anyway, <laughs> what a nutritionist. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Right. So I'm going to bring this back round, back to the to calorie equation. So calories in, calories out equals weight loss, gain, maintenance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we we know we know that obviously it's a bit more complicated than that that the calorie equation calories in versus calorie out is a bit more dynamic you affect one side it affects the other so um let's bring it back to give the listeners something to actually take home then so what can we do or manipulate in terms of the calories in we'll start on the calories inside to help people reach we're going to assume weight loss or fat loss goals right yeah. so um johnny Go, give us some tips on what they can, specifics they can action. Food swaps. Easy to start with. Easy things are like, <clears throat> if you drink five or six teas and coffee today with two sugars in and milk, right? If you have full fat milk and two sugars, you could change that. Let's keep it simple. 
the skim milk and one sugar and you've probably saved a couple of hundred calories instantly. Instantly, you haven't really done anything. Things like energy drinks. Monster drinks are massively prevalent now from through any pop, through any age. Well, there's one for there. And that is the right one. So if you're, if you're drinking two energy drinks a day, which is a normal, you know, fat, the full fat versions are like 200 calories a can. You drink two of them a day, that's 400 calories of nothing. You go to zero calorie, well, technically like 10 calories in every can. You've just saved pretty much 400 calories. So it's little, little food swaps like that are easy. I mean, even going lower fat, not using as much oil in your yeah, in your coffee, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, I have never, Ed ever it. done that. So, Ed knows no calorie balance. But don't go put in oil in your coffee or butter or cream or anything like that. Because things like that quickly add up. Don't drink your calories if you can, if you can help it. We just talked about alcohol. So if you want to lose weight, you probably want to be limiting alcohol, really. That's three great tips, mate. That's three great tips. Should we let Ed have a go? Um, moving oh, no, moving more. <laughs> moving more. So increasing your, your output. So, uh, I mean, if you increased your output enough, you probably wouldn't have to change your intake at all. But, I mean, if you do both, then you're going to get results quicker. Um, so walking about more. Um, if you live in a city, get off the train at the stop beforehand. Um, I think Matt's giving me evils because that's what he does. Uh, <laughs> uh, just park further away from where you need to go to. Park at the other end of the car park. Um, you know, make a point of going out for a five, ten, fifteen minute walk at lunchtime. Um, you know, things like that. Just basically, just moving more. The more you move, the more calories you're going to expend. And if you give yourself a target, this is why things like Fitbits are really good. Give yourself a target for the day. Right, I know that on an average day I hit six thousand steps. My target is now going to be. 10,000 steps that way you are increasing your output more than what it was before so you will utilize more calories good matt yeah i actually just just i know it's a bit of a tangent i'll touch on ed's point that i think that part like walking and stuff that isn't really deemed as exercise is like one of the biggest things that i changed that led to a lot of fat loss like Yes, you can go to the gym and you're there for like half hour, 45 minutes, an hour. The calorie expenditure you're going to do there isn't massive. Like it's, you know, it helps and it will contribute. But I wouldn't, like you're not going to be burning 7,000 calories or 600 calories for a hit class or whatever it is. It's not even true hit for an hour. But anyway, you, 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 you need to look at your overall day. And like Ed said, I always get off, uh, stop earlier. I go to a different train station and I get a walk in the morning and stuff like that. But that's a huge contributor to calorie burn. You probably get more out of that than you would going to the gym and sitting on the treadmill or running on the treadmill for X amount of time. Obviously, you will that's get where you beneficial. You're not supposed to sit on the treadmill. Yeah. That's where you're going wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the end of, a, end of a hit thing. But yeah, so my, I guess my advice with calories is track them for a while. Like, I think you'll be surprised when people start tracking calories and they track calories accurately. They don't just go for the lowest calorie option when they've searched, which is common. Always go higher. Like when you start tracking foods, you start to really appreciate portion sizes and how many calories are in things. Like 
we were talking about it yesterday. Um, I had an avocado, half an avocado for my for my brunch because middle class London, wherever. Brunch, brunch yeah. I knew, I knew you were going to like that, Johnny. <laughs> Who don't get brunch in Wales? FYI, Johnny. Johnny thinks anyone outside of Wales is posh, but yeah. So like, and the lads were like, "Oh, that's a waste of calorie." Like when you look at an avocado, people smash back two of those sometimes for lunch, and that's that's like four hundred odd calories, and most of it's fat. Whereas people would deem that to be healthy and think automatically it's low calorie. So when you start tracking foods, you start to understand, you know. Foods that are higher in calories, foods that are lower in calories, you start to become a bit more clever with, you know, using those calories because you don't want to waste them on large portions of something that's, you know, sorry, small portions of something that's very calorie dense. So as you track, you become more calorie aware, you start to understand what's in foods, and you you can really identify where you're overeating. Um, Important to remember to track drinks and stuff like that as well, because often liquid calories are where a lot of stuff comes from for example one lady i know um or used to deal with a few years ago was like i've cut out sugar um and she was tracking she was under her calories gaining weight i had no idea what was going on i was like look can you just send me a photo of everything you've eaten today and she was having she sent like i was getting costa mugs through but like the big ones i said well what six of them and i was like okay what was in there um and it was vanilla lattes. So, you know, take it from that wheel. But that, again, people just don't realise sometimes that, you know, because it's a drink, they don't assume the calories of it. Yeah. So as you track, you start to understand that stuff. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a good tip. Because I think as you track, and certainly I don't know what you guys are like when you kind of work with your clients, but one of the first things I do is just get them to obviously keep a food diary or log it in my fitness pal or whatever. And, like, I overstress the amount of times, almost what you've just said is just be as accurate and normal as possible. Do not change anything because we want to really establish what your baseline is now in terms of what you're eating, how much you're consuming stuff. And it's almost impossible for that to happen because people just almost by default do exactly what you've just said. You start tracking, becoming a bit more accountable and aware of what's in foods. All of a sudden, they start making better choices. And you're like, don't do that. I don't want you to do that. I want you to just well, take care and eat. Well, it's funny you say that, right? Because one of the... <laughs> tricks it's not a trick but you know you you bang someone on tracking and they lose weight it's like but what have you changed like automatically sorry you were gonna say no say you're right it's just automatically people are just saying actually you know i'm just i'm gonna go for that i don't know low calorie wrap rather than the four crispy cream donuts i was gonna usually have so straight away the, the accountability isn't it um i've had loads of clients where you start off on saying oh yeah just write down a food diary don't even like track the calories just write down what you're eating and like we've literally done that for months because it's just worked so well just because they've been like oh i can't eat this i can't eat that because um uh, like he in his head he, he saw that it was high calorie and yeah and like we we lost like nearly 10 kilos in a couple of months just through him making better choices because he was then accountable to me who may or may not have told him off um, yeah and that's um, a, and that's a mad amount of weight as well yeah yeah it was insane yeah i yeah, it might be worth just, um, on a conscious of time, but it might be worth touching on, because a lot of people say, well, calorie tracking is inaccurate and, you know, the packets of food are inaccurate. Um, and I guess my point to that would be, yes, it's inaccurate, but it's consistently inaccurate, right? People eat the same foods. Um, if you look at my fitness pal, like my week, Monday to Friday, is boring. It is a quarter of a chicken, two Greek yogurts and something else, like in the day, like religiously. So... Yes, there will be some variance in those foods, but 
you know, it's enough that you're, if you're tracking and you're in a deficit, you, you're going to outweigh that. Like, it's accurate enough to facilitate weight loss or gain, basically. Yeah. Well, even if, if you've got the, even if you have the same food, just go with a ready meal, right? Just goes whatever, because it's man-made or whatever. Even if it's low one week in terms of actual calories, the next week is what it should be. And the week after, it's over. It still balances out over time. So it's still, it's still a, a good way of tracking food because it still works, even though the calories might not be exactly the same every time. It still balances out. And over the long term, it works. It's yeah. like, I think and people I- misunderstand that. Just because calories matter doesn't mean you have to track for my fitness part for the rest of your life. The calories still matter even though you don't track. It's like people who say, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't track calories, but I lose weight or can't be calories. Well, it's still calories. You just don't, you just don't track them. You're just aware yeah. you're eating. I, I, I put a post on my personal Facebook during the week, didn't I, saying about you may think it's odd to weigh or weigh your foods and track the amount of calories you eat, but your body tracks them regardless whether you do or don't. Yeah. So, and I think that's quite a, a, a profound thought almost to say, well, actually, you know, I, you might think that I, I, I don't believe in calories, but unfortunately it's been proven they, they, they are there and they happen and the way your body uses them. So, What's, what's, what's the latest one I heard? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, if you just cut calories, you just lose loads of muscle. You need to be, you need to do something else. And it's not about calories that you are a moron. Honest to <laughs> God. Yeah, I think, I think actually, I just <laughs> sit in here, I'll just grab a book. Cause there's a couple of things I think, We'll make good podcasts, which is, you know, the next one we should probably talk about how you can diet and not lose muscle, um, muscle mass. Because obviously I'm on, personally, I'm on quite a high deficit and I doubt that I've lost much, if any muscle, maybe some. I didn't have much to lose in the first place, but. Um, Damn, beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you tearing yourself up for that, so I would get that in first. But yeah, I think that would be a good, you know, talking about how. And that kind of leads on to more of the macronutrients, how you vary your intake around macronutrients and how that can have effect on weight, so fat and, uh, or lean tissue distribution and stuff like that. Um, and maybe just a, a podcast on how, you know, tracking some of the mistakes, how to track when you eat out, that kind of stuff, along with alcohol, obviously, would make some good, good yeah. listening podcasts, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to bring this. So I'm going to bring this back to just my one tip. Oh, sorry, um, yes. Yeah, just because uh, obviously you guys got to have a go, so I'm going to, go. I'm going to bring it back to the calories, um, calories inside. So increase your protein. I think it's just one of the biggest things, the biggest effect. I think Johnny mentioned on a lot on the obviously in the introduction stuff, but the benefits of increasing your protein to satiety are huge. So eat more protein, you'll feel fuller, you'll, you'll, you'll be more satisfied when you eat, and effectively you'll eat less. So, And I think it brings it quite nicely around to all of the tips that we had, um, other than obviously, I suppose, Ed's yours is more around the calories outside. But basically, the point of all of these is there's no magic bullet to any of the tips or anything. Like that. They all work on the same principle of the fact that you're just eating less calories, therefore you will lose weight. Yeah, there's, there's there's no specialty in the methods there. You mentioned that there are a hundred ways to skin a cat almost. That the, all of these methods work as long as they put you in a calorie deficit, because they all then adhere to the same principle, which is calories in less than calories out. Cool. So, so yeah. um, Ed, did you have that uh, the, the the feature this week? Feature. So we were thinking of um, as we're all 
have no lives. No names. No names. No, 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 no names. No names. As we all have no life and we spend our whole life on the internet and that's how we met. Not on Grinder or anything, but... Um... <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's where I found that's you. Funny to my, my, my girlfriend says, oh, you're internet friends. Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are all internet friends. Um, yeah, so we spend our lives on the internet talking to each other because we live in the, like, five corners of the earth. Um, so... Uh, yeah, uh, we thought we'd come up with the, the feature of things we've trolled this week on the internet. Um, so this is basically where people have put out just things that are, they, they have a reputation. Uh, maybe like, you know, I'm not trolling my mother online because she thinks sugar's bad for you. Um, I just do that in person. Um, it's, it's people with a, a following um, who should know better uh, and you would like to think they know better because they have thousands of followers and they basically just spout nonsense it's wrong it's completely wrong so um we feel as though they, they their viewers need to be told that they are in um reading rubbish and we put them right <laughs> um so yeah so things things we trolled on the internet this week um and i think we've got the jingle there is no jingle you have you come up with one we need a things, jingle for this things, like, things we trolled on the internet this oh. week <laughs> yeah, that was it yeah i forgot about that <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> but before we before we jump into that, I just want to make a quick point around. Yeah, you know, people say oh, trolling and like it's got negative connotations, but actually, I think that a lot of the information people put out, and a lot of their readers and stuff like that, where it is so incorrect that you know if you can get one or two people to get turned around because they've read a well balanced response to stuff, it's not being nasty, it's not being mean, you're not being insulting. Um, although sometimes they do turn insulting to you. It's more a discussion, and there's lots. There's actually a few people who I've chatted to, and they've they've changed their view. And the reason I'm quite passionate about you know debating or correcting things, or not necessarily, I'm not always right, but I'm happy to have a debate, and my view can be changed. But I think it's because I was that bro who thought a lot of that BS before, like you know, from my background, it was gut healing and adrenal fatigue, putting butter in your coffee, all those stupid things I've done. Um, or said so you know people may have trolled me back in the day and in fact I think it was uh, Gordon Greenhorn but I had a run in with him a few times before when I was a bit bro and actually he posted up something that's changed my mind totally and brought me round to the you know the evidence-based crowd uh, along with him and Martin actually it was back in the day but I don't think it's necessarily negative we're not going on insulting people we just want clear debate they've got a good reason for it and they can prove it, then yeah, I might learn something. But Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, mate, because I think there is a big difference between what people think trolling is and what, if you're not a dick, what it really is, I guess. Because obviously, you know, generally you'd ask questions, you try and probe, your sole outcome is to kind of help educate and generate debate and discussion, as you say. Um, and, and like you said, I think, although a lot of things we know we're right on, um just i guess because the people that we kind of associate with and the things we learn and i suppose the, the education stuff that we're going through as well um but uh, that being said i would also say that the majority of people here if given evidence or the right rationale would be prepared to change their mind about stuff yeah. um if if it was to be te- or to be seen that actually yeah do you know what that might not have been what i thought right or because we've all been there like you say we've all all been back in the day thinking stuff like i used to think i have to eat my carbohydrates post-workout because you know backloading bro that's you know they were used for 
muscle gain and nothing else. So I could eat pizza and junk after workout and it's all magically go to my muscles and nowhere else. It's that kind of scenario really where in hindsight now, but given with the evidence, maybe I was wrong. So yeah, I think it's a very fair point. Uh, we do ask questions. You do kind of, you know, you are friendly and what was the phrase you used before? Ease yourself in gently. Um, you don't kind yeah. of go in and say, dude, you're a moron. What you say in is all BS. So yeah, I, so, I, I think it's a good point to make. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, with the caveat, you know, there's two things that really, and they aren't really nutrition. They are kind of nutrition related. When someone says something about nutrition and cancer, like, don't do chemo, do this nutrition thing instead. They are fully open to abuse and they should be. Like that is lowest yeah, on the low. Yeah. I cannot stand those people. Usually have a huge following and they're selling a natural product, even though it's big pharma making all the money. So they're fair game. And then obviously the anti-vaccine crowd, but I'm not even going to go anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah, anyway, okay. So, so do we... Do, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Johnny did yesterday. <laughs> you're gonna have to drop off so what have you trolled this week let's go with one thing and let's talk about so, why i think the big one relating it around to the calories in uh the, the calorie is not a calorie uh there was a large uh followed uh social media outlet um this this last week or so they posted a comparison of a mars bar against a steak um, and said, calories aren't the same. These foods will not do the same. And um, what did it say? It's like you can eat two Mars bars and it's going to, what is it? You're going to basically store it all, but then the steak's going to be absolutely fine. Yeah. And you should basically pick yeah. a steak over two Mars bars. And I mean, my, my point first on it was just like, how are these even comparable? One's full of carbs and a few fats. The other one's full of fats and protein. Like they're two completely different things. Um, I'm not going to go have a steak pre-workout and nothing else. But I might have two Mars bars, and I regularly do. Um, yeah, and that that was kind of my point. Uh, and the fact that the the opening line on the uh, the written bit it was a nice infographic. It was it was made really well, but just the content was bollocks. The, the math was wrong uh, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they had the calories was made yeah. that well. Yeah, the ca calories were weren't even correct. No <laughs> way. There's was something like one gram of fat on it or something. If I remember. <laughs> yeah, um, and the, the opening line was. A calorie is not a calorie. Uh, and then as soon as I put my thing on and, and a lot of other people jumped on it and started slating it, um, he like tried a disclaimer himself and saying, oh, I'm, I'm not saying that a calorie isn't the same as another calorie. Yet his opening line was a calorie is not a calorie. Um, yeah, just people. <laughs> yeah, I think when, yeah. when you have a, you know, it's fine to discuss kind of in depth, like, physiological and biological response to stuff like in a maybe a closed forum but when you're dealing with gem pop it, the simpler you can make it the, the easier it is right like i i think that kind of leads on people overcomplicate stuff to sell their method or their way um which is probably why me and johnny don't make a huge deal of money um because it's not you know what we're selling isn't sexy isn't unique it isn't like a magical it's just basically what your grandma said well, your granddad said that's basically that's what they used to say to me yeah just eat less um but people try and overcomplicate it so they can sell a product or a method on the back of it um which if you've got a big general public following you need to be aware of you know making broad sweeping statements with no context i think sex it sounds more bs it likely has 
basically, yeah. You do it first. I didn't, I didn't troll that one because I'm going nowhere near that one. But yeah, for for the listeners, Matt Matt is very um, risk averse. Yeah, risk averse. He's very afraid of lawsuits. So, <laughs> which this this so so called I don't know if you describe is that, can he be described as a social media outlet. Was well, it yes. just because? Yeah. Yeah, we'll call it. We'll call it that. We'll call it that rather than anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that that, that that brand of social media outlet tends to have a bit of a reputation for not liking negative press and yeah. So hashtag lawsuit. Yeah. You got. Right, I think. I think we'll end it there, shall we, boys? Or yeah, solid podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, just, uh, hit, I, just, I just hit that button. Bye, boys. We'll see oh, no, you all next week. Before we hit that button, I just want to apologise to all of the two listeners that we've got on behalf of Paul not attending. Um, oh, yeah, of I, course. You know, he should be here, the, the lad, but he's a Larry. Larry let down. He's, like you say, he's probably off trying to um, marinate some tuna and some avocado um, to put in some sort of weird burger concoction. Yeah. I think. He's probably trying to reduce his cortisol by not getting up so early. But he doesn't know the rise and grind life. That's the problem. No, he's not no. a hustler. He's, well, he's from the uh, southwest, isn't he? So, I mean, he's probably like rolling in a field or something, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. Okay, Bye. we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.